0: And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show.
3: Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. You know, I got a phone call yesterday from a buddy of mine, and he said he was looking at a piece of real estate, and he asked me to come on by and take a look at it with him. Cause maybe I could have some, you know, possible insight to things that, you know, maybe he didn't have insight to, or I would just add an extra set of eyes and hands and potentially ears so that as he went through the property and, and analyzed it, you know, maybe I would pick up something that, that he had missed. And you know what I found? I found that really I was just there for companionship because to be honest with you, I'm kind of tired of this, this whole lockdown thing. I'm tired of the lack of human contact. I'm tired of the situation I'm in, but I can't change it. I can't control the forces that are out there that are causing me to isolate. And when I do go out that are telling me I have to wear a mask and social distance, you know, that's just that's just the way things are. And you can't change it. I can't change it. We could try and buck the system. We could probably say, you know, heck, I'm going to take the mask off. I'm going to be cavalier, and, and I'm going to do what I want to do, and have everybody, you know, gla- lock their their eye glaze on you um, to indicate to you that you're doing something wrong. And you know, I think the thing that I took away from the walk through the house was this: I missed the ability to interact with other people because I haven't been doing it. Yeah. I make phone calls and I talk to folks and and I get emails from people and things like that, but it doesn't change the actual human contact. And I never realized how much I was going to miss that until it was taken away from me. And I'm, I'm sure you're in the same boat. I'm sure many of you are feeling the same way I am feeling like, you know, you're, you're You're locked in. You can't go out and do the things that you want to do. You can't go out and enjoy your your favorite pastimes, your favorite sports, your favorite hobbies. Can't change it. You're not in control any more than I'm in control. So what do you do? Well, in my case, I walked through the house with, with my buddy. And you know what I found out? I found out he knows what he's doing. He really does. Because as we walked through the house and, and we looked at everything, we looked at all the systems, we looked at all the functions of the house. We, we made estimates as to what we thought it would cost to, to repair certain things that needed to be repaired in the property. At the end of the day, he knew what he was doing. Now the reason he knew what he was doing is because he has been properly educated by Lifestyles Unlimited. I and mean, that's where I met him. I met him at one of our events and we got to know each other. We chatted a little bit and you know, out of the blue he said, hey, I've got a house I'm looking at. Why don't you come take a look? And, and I jumped at the chance. I really did. So you know, here we are. Well, not we, because we arrived separately. But I pulled up to the house. He arrived a couple minutes later, and a realtor showed up to provide us access to the property because this is a property that was for for sale on the multiple listing service, and. As I noticed the property, I realized that it was lacking curb appeal. It had a lot of overgrown vegetation in the front. Uh, The paint, Probably hadn't been touched in, I don't know, 15, 20 years. I mean, it was, it was definitely fading. There were areas where, you know, the, the paint wasn't covering the surface anymore, therefore wasn't providing any protection for the surface. And there were some areas where, you know, there was some, some noticeable r- wood rot and, and some other defects in the property. So we, we made a note of that, and we walked into the property, and the first thing that hit us was the smell of cat urine. It is, it is an unmistakable scent. And I'll tell you, as my mentor, David Fisher says, cat pee is the smell of money. And anytime he walks into a property and he smells that, he knows that he has an opportunity to pick up a property that is gonna return good returns for him. And, and the reason he knows this is because when, when that smell hits you square in the nose, even if you're wearing a mask, you, I tell you I'm, I'm still remembering that smell because it was bad in this house I mean there must have been some hoarder lady in there with like 15,000 cats or something and it was bad it's it's a smell that most people when they walk up to the property they're they're not even going to go into it they, they want no part of it and they turn around and they walk away but we as properly educated real estate investors, We went into the house and we basically toured the house. Now, it wasn't a big house. It was about 1,450 square feet. It was three bedrooms, one bath. It had a one car garage and it had a backyard. So, it, it had the basics of what would make a good property for investment and, and ultimately a good property for somebody that wanted clean, functional workforce housing. Now, this property, it wasn't even close to clean, functional workforce housing. It had, as you walk through the property, you notice that there were different surfaces on the floor. Some, some parts of the house had linoleum. Some parts had tiles. Some parts had carpet. Some parts didn't have anything on top of the concrete. I mean, they had ripped up what had been there, and it wasn't even there anymore. I'm, I'm guessing that I don't even know. I don't want to guess. But when we, we got through touring the property, we stepped back outside. Part, part of it was to alleviate the smell. And, and we kind of compiled our notes. And we, we made a decision as to what needed to be done to remedy that property. And ultimately, once we did the analysis, my buddy says, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and make an offer on the property because I think this is a property that I can acquire, that I could fix up, that I can invest in, and I can make a difference, not only in my life, but also in the life of the residents who ultimately live there. You know what he was doing? He was controlling his circumstances. He was controlling everything about his investment, and that's important. And we come back, we're going to talk about whether or not you're in control. Back after this.
1: Del Wamsley on Designing a Lifestyle. When
2: I was younger, I decided that I was not going to live the life that the average person lived, which was to think I was going to work for the end of my life, save up enough money, and then when I'm old and gray like I am now, try to buy my life back with a pile of money that I had. I said, no, I'm going to design a life and I'm going to live that life. That's it. Period.
1: Are you ready to design your life? Learn how at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Lumsley talks about buying your way back from corporate America through real estate. A massive change in my life. My personal residence I lived in was
0: a one-bedroom condo, cost 425 bucks a month. This covered it. My automobile car payment was only 300 and some dollars a month. This covered it. I was buying my way back from
1: corporate America. I could feel it. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your way back from corporate America. Get in control. Get into our live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. One of the things I'd like to get across is that your whole
0: life you wanted to make a change, right? But you have never had the time. This might be it because we have online education that you can get involved in.
4: We're now going to bring the free workshop to the entire country and really the world. Anybody who is interested can participate in that we're going to live stream that free workshop and have people online with you on the live stream, talking with you, answering questions, interacting. You're really going to get a great feel for the Lifestyles community from this. And you can register for that. So if you want to find out about us, this is a great way
1: to take a look at us and what we do. Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop, and learn the seven principles we teach to run our businesses and provide for our families. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect, impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Talk 1370, the right choice.
0: Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It's time to turn up the volume and fine-tune your passive income plan so you can create the lifestyle you've always wanted.
3: So my buddy made an offer on the property, and what he did was he made a full-price offer. And you're thinking to yourself, a full-price offer, why would you make a full-price offer on a property that probably is as bad as it sounds. And the irony of the whole thing is this. There was a discount built into the price of this property. See, we knew going over to the house, we knew long before we even went to the house that properties in that particular neighborhood where the property was found were selling on an average of about $155,000 and that's all fixed up. That means, you know, everything's working, all the systems are in good shape, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the price for this particular house was $76,000 and that's what piqued my my buddy's interest. So when we went to the property and we analyzed the property for all the things that we thought were were wrong with the property, the things that needed to be repaired because we believe in the philosophy of best product at the best price for the best people. And in doing so, we use the, the asking price of $76,000 as the the basis for all of our financial analysis. And once we we tabulated what we thought needed to be repaired on the property and we we got an an basic, well, we got, we put together a a basic scope of work outlining everything that needed to be remedied with the property and what we estimated the cost would be for that. For for instance, uh, internally, it needed to be painted. So there's a cost per dollar, you know, there's a dollar per square foot for, for paint. And, and we know that flooring, flooring, what was in there had to be taken out. Even the tile that was in there in the limited area that there was tile, the tile was, was chipped. It was cracked. It was, it just, it just, well, and the color was terrible. It really was just, it was ugly. I mean, it, there's no other way to describe it. It was ugly. That had to come out. So, what my buddy wanted to do was put vinyl plank flooring throughout the, the house, and he has good experience doing that, and he knows the dollar per square foot to do that. When we looked in the kitchen, clearly, all of the appliances need to be changed out. I mean, the the refrigerator that was in there had, well, just imagine opening up a refrigerator that had been closed for quite a while that didn't have any power. Okay, you got the picture. but that needed to go the built-in dishwasher that needed to go the overhead microwave didn't work that had to go the range the range looked like it was the original range that was in this property and this thing was built i think in the early 70s so i think that range was from the early 70s because it had that that beautiful avocado green color that was prominent back then that had to go. So he had to formulate a price for basically a complete appliance package because that's what this property was going to need. When we looked at the roof, um, the roof showed some, some wear. And, and I do know he had a roofer come by and give him an estimate on, on the roof. And, and it, the roof does need to be replaced. It's, it's outlived its useful life. So there's a cost associated with doing that. With doing that. We were concerned maybe about the foundation because, in this part of uh, San Antonio where the property is located, um, there are some issues that can come up with foundations. So when, when we analyzed the foundation and we looked at it, we thought it was, was probably in pretty good shape. But what he wanted to do was he was going to have one of his foundation guys come out and just double check it. Even though he felt he was comfortable with the foundation and where it was at, he wanted to have an expert come out and, and give him a second opinion. Uh, so i am be honest with you, I'm not, not sure where that's at. I, that's something I guess he's, he's getting done today. But when we, we put all the numbers, <clears throat> excuse me, when we put all the, boy, my, my voice is not playing nice with me today. When we put all the numbers together and we, we formulated what it was gonna cost to do all the renovations on the property and then we looked at, you know, how he's going to acquire the property, and he was going to use hard money to acquire the property, and use that because he can get 70% of the after repair value of $155,000. Basically, let me let me get that number for you because some of you guys are going, "Hey, what's that number out?" Um, let's see. Whoa! Well, I'll tell you what, my. My calculator's not playing nice with me. My throat's not playing nice with me. It must be Wednesday because things always seem to go wrong for me on Wednesday. He was looking at a a total loan amount of $108,500, okay? And remember, he could buy this property for $76,000. So he was gonna use a portion of that to pay for the, the cost of acquisition which left him about $32,500 left over to do the the repairs as he saw fit. Now, the repairs came in a little bit higher. We're, we're in the neighborhood of around $50,000 to do all the repairs that need to be done on this property. Because I'll tell you, this property was in bad shape. It, it had been let go, so to speak. Um, I don't think anything had been favorably done on this property since it was built back in the early 70s it just over time was allowed to deteriorate and the deterioration well it showed it showed and that's part of the reason that you know he could buy the property for only $76,000 when when the dust all settled he figured it was going to take about $18,000 of his own money to do this deal and you know what he said I'm pulling the trigger I'm going for it because WHEN HE WROTE THE OFFER, he put contingencies in there based on the fact he was going to have some inspections done. Uh, he's going to have uh, the the roofing guy come by. He wanted to make sure that he had a second opinion on that. Although he felt he probably needed to replace the roof, he wanted to have the foundation guy come out and take a look at the foundation. Even though he felt it was in good shape, he'd rather have an expert come out and and do those sorts of things. And he wanted to have a home inspector come out and walk through the entire property to look at all of the little microsystems that occur within a property and give him a, a, a full report. So essentially, what he was at risk of based on the offer he made is this. He's out a couple hundred bucks maybe for the home inspection report uh, because that is a fee that had to be paid and it's a cost of doing business and it is a great hedge against risk. So even if you know he got through the, the inspection option period, which I believe he said was going to be about seven days, that's what he was asking for, he was he was only at risk of losing maybe a couple hundred dollars for, for the home inspector to come out and do the, the investment. Now Let's assume everything works out great. You know, the, the inspector comes back, basically qualifies all of his information. The roofer comes back, qualifies his information. The, uh, the, the guy doing the foundation inspection, he comes back, qualifies the information. He estimated that he would capture about $15,000 in capital gains. That's equity going into his pocket. And based on the rent analysis we did on the property, the property should return at a minimum $335 a month in passive income. Now, I think he's a little bit conservative there. I think it really should have been higher than 350, but it's his numbers. It's his investment and he's in control. So when we come back from the break, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about things that you can be in control of, even if you're not in control.
4: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk
1: 137, the right choice.
0: We're back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free.
3: So how do you control the things that you can't control and at least try and get yourself back into control? Yeah, I know. That's, I, I'll tell you what, I think man has been asking that question for millennia. I really do. I think woman's been asking the same question, to be honest with you. I mean, when you think about it, there's, there's a lot of things that are absolutely out of your control, okay? The economy is one of them. You and I don't control what goes on in the, the economy. There are, there are massive market forces out there that, that move along based on inputs that are made into those forces, and no individual person can, can control the direction the economy is going in. There's, there's, there's so many things that impact it. So you and I, we can't control the economy. Can't control the weather, including natural disasters. I mean, we, we can't control if there's a hurricane that's going to, you know, brew in the Gulf of Mexico. We can't control if there's a tsunami that, you know, all of a sudden materializes out in the Pacific Ocean. We have no control over things like that. World events. Yeah, you and I, we don't control those things either. We turn on the news and we're informed as to what is happening with regards to those world events. But we don't control them. And and speaking of world events, how about politicians? Yeah, I... You can't control politicians. Politicians do what politicians want to do. Now, they're they're going to tell you that, you know, they're listening to their constituency and things like that. But they're human beings and they have motive and they do things based on to be honest with you, in my opinion, what's in their best interest. Now, I I do think that there are some politicians out there that are in the Gitzi club that, you know, maybe are doing things truly for our best interest, but we can't even control them either because they may think the best interest that they're focused on is the right one and you and I may disagree with it. So we can't control them, can't control traffic. Boy, I tell you what, Traffic is one of those things that drives me absolutely crazy. I hate being in traffic. And one of the huge benefits to being retired is that I don't have to get into a vehicle. I don't have to drive to work. I don't have to deal with everybody else getting into vehicles and driving to work, nor do I have to deal with the same people getting into their vehicles after work and driving home. Traffic, ugh, I hate traffic. You can't control the stock market. You can't. You may think you have some insight as to how to invest in a particular stock, or you may have some guidance or some wisdom on how a mutual fund is going to perform. But at the end of the day, we don't control those things. The market forces, remember I talked about those a few moments ago? Those are the things that control the stock market and interest rates. I'll tell you what, interest rates are, they're at an all time low. I mean, if, if you would have asked me a year ago what I thought interest rates were gonna do, I actually thought they were gonna start ticking back up. That's, that's everything that I was looking at was indicating that to me, but I was wrong. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much research I did on interest rates and, and what I formulated as an opinion, can't control interest rates, can't control them at all. You know, you can't control inflation. Inflation is going to do what inflation is going to do. Now, you know, what's going on with inflation right now? To be honest with you, I'm not sure. You know, the the the, the, the economy is in a weird place. The markets are in a weird place. We've got all these things going on in society. We've got this novel coronavirus that's, you know, basically putting this giant blanket on everything. That's another thing you can't control. You can't control the fact that you may have inherited a predis- I can't even say the word. A predisposition to certain diseases and illnesses. There are things that can occur in your body that are based on heredity. They're passed on from your previous generation. You can't control that. You just can't control it. And I'll tell you what, I I could go on and on and on and on, but that's not what I want to do today. What I want to do is I want to focus more on the things that you can control like my buddy. Well, I can't control him, but what he was doing yesterday was he was controlling his retirement destiny. He had found an asset that made sense to him on paper. When he did the back of the napkin look, the numbers that returned indicated that the property he was looking at was going to do something favorable for him. And that's why I got the the message yesterday to, hey, come on by the property and walk through it with me, which I jumped on so that I could have some, some human contact. And we walked through the property. And you know, I gave him my two cents. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I think I was just there as maybe you know. Well, I was there personally there because I wanted some companionship. I really wanted that. He had me there as a second set of eyes and ears and hands to make sure that, you know, he didn't overlook something. And in my opinion, I'm not sure that I brought a whole bunch to the table because he really knew what he was doing. He was focused, he had a plan, he had a scope of work that he had built out, he knew his cost associated with with doing the, the repairs for the, the different fundamental systems within the house or the appliance packages. And you know, he knew what the numbers were shaping up to be. He also knew that he could apply a certain amount of money to this property and that he could use a form of hard money to acquire the property, therefore keeping his actual cash outlay, the amount of money coming from his pocket to the most minimum possible, thereby increasing his returns. And he did a wonderful job of it. I mean, it was was kind of fun watching him go through the process because he, he arrived with a deliberate intent to accomplish something at that property. And really that something was determining whether or not that particular property was going to be an asset in his portfolio or he was going to eliminate that property because he had found things that, you know, just threw the numbers way out of whack. His estimated cash out of pocket on this particular property is about $18,000, a little bit more. I think we factored $18,400. And when you look at, you know, his estimate for the amount of rent cash flow he would receive. Basically, he knew, he knew what the market rents were in the area. I think he was a little conservative, but that's okay. It's his investment, not mine. But when he factored in what he could achieve for rent for the property, and he looked at his associated expenses for that property, taxes, interest, mortgage uh, interest, I said interest already, I meant insurance Uh, and and the the principal cost to the mortgage. He determined that he could make a positive cash flow of about $335 a month. That's good money. And when you annualize that, that turns out to be around $4,000 a year in additional income that he would achieve by getting into this investment. So he made an offer on the property. He offered full price which was $76,000. Now some of you would think, well, you know, why don't you try and why don't you try and, you know, get over? Try and try and get it for less. Because at a certain point, the person that owns that property who probably thought it was worth $155,000 based on what comparables in the the neighborhood were were saying properties were selling for, once their agent sat them down and explained to them the harsh realities of the, the functional obsolescence that was associated with the property, The best that property could produce for that seller was $76,000. And I know my my buddy went in and made that full price offer on that property. And, you know, it's basically a cash offer. He can close in seven days or less. Now, he's going to wait the seven days because he's got a few more inspections that need to be done because he just wants to make sure. So he's in control. Nothing is in control of him. We'll be back right after this
0: talk 1370 the right choice welcome back to the lifestyles unlimited real estate investor radio show now let's get back to your map to financial freedom
3: So when you're in control of your life and you're in control of the things that you can control, you can do some great things. Now, my buddy, in my opinion, he did a great thing yesterday. Not only did he find an asset that made sense for him. He was able to make an offer on the property. And during the break, well, actually during the show, I, I had texted him to see if that offer had been accepted. And in the uh, during the last break when I, I checked the, uh, my text, he did say, yeah, the offer was accepted. So when, when you think about it from the seller's perspective, the seller has a property. Now we don't know anything about this seller. We don't know if this is somebody that inherited a house. We don't know if this is somebody that lived in this house for a long period of time. We don't know if this is somebody that owned the house that basically was renting it out and operating it completely incorrectly. We don't really know the, the, the premise of the seller. What we do know is that properties in that neighborhood all fixed up have a value of about $155,000. And this particular property was being offered for $76,000. And the reason it was being offered for $76,000 was because it had, well, let me just tell you, it had a lot of issues to it. Um, When when we kind of calculated the number, it was in in the neighborhood of about $50,000 worth of repairs that needed to be done on this property. Now, a lot of you would think, okay. Well, if you were to buy the property, in other words, I'm talking about you guys out there, not me, um, some of you would, would analyze the property like this. You would you would say okay if it costs seventy six thousand dollars I know that it would cost me twenty percent down on a conventional note if I could get a conventional lender to to approve uh, the the sale of that property because again it's got a lot of problems you'd be looking at about a fifteen thousand dollar down payment it's actually fifteen thousand two hundred dollars and then if you added in the the estimate of about fifty thousand dollars that we came up with where you know that's what where we think the the numbers are at with regards to what this property needs, you'd be looking at going into this property for about $65,200. Now, my but he's not looking at it that way. See, he's using hard money as a mechanism to purchase the property. In other words, he has a lender that he's fully qualified with that's willing to loan him up to 70% of the after repair value. So that that number is a lot higher than the $76,000 offer price. So basically what the lender's willing to do is pony up all the money up to 70% of that, that after repair value to come in and acquire the property and use those funds to a certain extent to do the repairs necessary on the property. Now, with, with all the things that need to be done, my, my buddy still needs to come in with about $18,000, okay? But that is significantly less than what you may have thought you would have done if you had purchased the property. A lot of you would think, you know what, I, I wouldn't even want to deal with the property the way you described it. That, that place, just just burn it down. And, and my answer to that is we've got to get you educated. We do because if, if you had the opportunity like my buddy had to acquire this property and you passed on it, you passed on an opportunity to make an additional $4,000 per year, basically getting a return on your money of about almost 22%. That's a very good return on your money. That's a better return than you're probably getting in the stock market right now, even though the stock market, you know, it's it's doing a lot better than it's done. It's a different approach. See, by, by going through the Lifestyles Unlimited Educational System, My buddy learned how to correctly invest in real estate. He learned how to correctly analyze property. He learned how to properly safeguard himself so that if he made an offer on a property, he would stand to lose little, if any, money. And in the way the deal is packaged right now, he has seven days to do all the additional inspections he wants to do on this property at no cost to the seller to determine whether or not he is right in his numbers. Now, I'm not a foundation expert. I, 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 I know that properties sit on foundations and I know in certain areas, foundations may, may adjust based on the soil conditions. But I am, I am not an expert at determining what, whether a, a foundation is level or if it's off by a certain number of inches. That's why we have people on our teams that come in and do these sorts of things for us. They're experts at doing that. They do this stuff day in and day out. I'm not an expert in roofing. I mean, I can look at a roof and go, hmm, yeah, okay, it looks faded. But I don't know whether or not the, the roof is, is providing the durability of, and protection that a roof is designed to provide. Nor do I know whether or not there is a useful life remaining in that, that roof. That's why he's bringing in experts, people that understand those systems that will either reinforce or refute his analysis. See where I'm going with this? See, he's taking something that a lot of you don't have control over, which is your investing of your hard-earned money into assets that are going to pay returns. And he is meticulously going through a process that keeps him in control and keeps him protected. It takes the risk out of real estate. It really does. And, you know, if, if his inspectors come back in the next day or so, whenever, whenever he's got his people going out to do these things, if they come back and they give him a number that's different, or greater than what he estimated, he's going to have to go back and put pencil to paper and determine whether or not it is worth it to proceed. Because remember, he's got a seven-day option period. And at the end of the option period, oh, by the way, he doesn't need the whole seven days. Well, that's up to him, to be honest with you. My, My point is this he may not need the whole seven days he may get all the inspections done in the next 48 hours they may return the information that he needs to make the final determination on this property and and he could just go ahead and close on the property he could give the seller what the seller wants which in essence is an all cash offer on a property that well, to be honest with you, I don't think anybody would finance that property. I, don't, I, I, I think the property is in such bad state of condition that even a conventional lender would not loan on the property. It just it, They would consider it too risky. But my friend, my buddy, he's taken the risk out of this because he knows what he's doing. And I'll tell you what, I think he's got a great diamond in the rough. I think the, the property is going to do some great things for him. I know the area where the property's at, there's some great rental properties in that neighborhood. And, and we know this because other Lifestyles Unlimited members own these properties. And that's part, part of the, the networking. See, he was on the phone with some other Lifestyles Unlimited members that he knew that owned properties in the in the neighborhood, talking to them, getting their input, doing his rent analysis, determining whether or not this was gonna be a viable asset for him. And you know what? All the indicators were green. Go forward, young man, go do great things. And he's doing it. And And I'll be honest with you, like I said, unless something comes back in the next day or so, that, you know, and I think the, the big thing would be the foundation. He's, he's already pretty much estimated that it's going to need a, a complete new roof job. He's just getting qualified people to come out and, and confirm that for him. The foundation. The foundation could be off, it could require repairs and you know that could have an impact on the plumbing so if he's going to move the find it foundation he may have to factor in some other costs associated with broken plumbing lines other things like that so you know he's got that in his back pocket and in, if the foundation guy comes back and says it's going to be x amount of dollars he's just going to plug in the numbers and if the numbers still make sense he's going to go forward with the deal and if they don't make sense He's going to pull out of the deal and he's going to move on to the next property because he's not emotionally attached to it. He is in control of his situation. And I'll tell you what, you too can be in control of your retirement situation. You too can be in control of the assets that you acquire that contribute to your retirement and ultimately to your lifestyle. And the way to do it, Is to get properly educated. That that is the fundamental foundation that all of us have in Lifestyles Unlimited, is we have gone through the proper, rigorous training to learn how to do these things. And you can do it in 16 hours, believe it or not. I mean, we've got our two-day financial freedom courses coming up. We've got a couple of weekend events coming up. We've got what we call our our four-part, four-hour course, which is offered on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, for two weeks of, uh, in sequence so that you can access the education. And it's all virtual. It is all at your fingertips. It is all live and interactive. And I'll tell you what, all you need to do to get started is to make a decision you're going to change and getting get into control. Go to freeworkshoplivestream.com, dot That's freeworkshoplivestream.com dot so that you can get the basics of how to move forward. And remember, it's not the money.
0: we